Welcome to Felony Miami, where real people have real conversations about the criminal justice system in these United States. The Slammer, The Joint, The Clink, The Hooskow, Gray Bar Hotel, The Pen, The Pokey, The Brig, The Big House, Club Fed, Up the River, Statesville, The Can, Incarceritis, Gangster College, Locked Up. Whatever you call it, if you're arrested in Miami, you might need one of these folks. Surety agents, bounty hunters, bail bondsmen. These are the people you'll need to get your get-out-of-jail-free card that's not so free. Bail bonds, a uniquely American system that lets you pay your way out of jail while awaiting your trial for 10 to 15% of the total bail amount set by the judge. Today, we have three bail bond agents based in Miami who will share with us the inner workings of this complex, risky, and sometimes dangerous profession. Is money bail the right answer for all arrests? Are we innocent until proven otherwise? Or is it just those with money, credit, and collateral who get the benefits of awaiting their day in court from the comfort of their own homes, while others with less means can sit in a cell for weeks or possibly months being put under pressure to plead out? Should we release all people accused of nonviolent crimes with no bail? Should we release everyone with no bail? Who would show up for their day in court? Well, according to the statistics, Washington, D.C. eliminated money bail, and 88% of their defendants returned for trial, which exceeds the national average. Where there's injustice for one, there is injustice for all. Welcome to Felony Miami. Let's air it out. Hello and welcome back to Felony Miami. I'm your host, Joe Stone. In the studio today, we have three guests, all of them in the bail bond business. To my right, we have Ali Fernandez from Ali's Bail Bonds. She's been in the business for 20 years here in Miami-Dade County. Directly across from me, we have The Rabbit, or Rabbit, some other names in there that we can get to later, from City of Miami Bail Bonds, in the business 18 years. Black Rabbit Bail Bonds. CityofMiamiBailBonds.com is the website. The website. There it is. Get the plug in. And Emilio Ferroy, to my left... From Freud Bail Bonds, been in business for 35 years, and you have a slogan. What's your slogan? If your freedom is a joy, call for Roy. Boom. Bang. There it is. Okay, so I'm going to jump straight into this because this is such a fascinating part of the criminal justice system, and I don't think people know a lot about it. I know I don't know a lot about it, and I want to start out by first saying, are you guys also bounty hunters? Legally, yes. Bounty hunters. Now, you're kind of a hot bounty hunter. You're kind of a scary <laughs> bounty hunter, and you look, uh, Mr. Freud, like a business bounty hunter. Uh, How yes. does that work? Well, we, we have powers of arrest over the, the people that we bond out. And uh, we can put them back in jail, uh, not just if they actually physically miss the court, but if they have lied to us in the applications, and then we try to confirm any of the addresses and stuff is incorrect, or they move without notifying us, that's a breach of the bond. 
And at that point, we'll try to negotiate if we can find them. If not, then we then we have to send somebody out to to put them back in jail. But can you can arrest them? Yes, like yes. a like a citizen's arrest. Like no, a no. What is that? How does that work? You have a we have a authorization through a Florida statute that we can arrest people, but only under our bond, our jurisdiction, and our bonds. They so have to like, be out on our bond. And our right. bond. I cannot just go and arrest you because you committed a crime. No, right, and you yeah. can't go and arrest one of his uh, unless he hires me to. Unless she's registered with the same insurance company mm-hmm. as uh, as me. Then I yes, I can do her. I can do him. But if I'm not registered with his insurance company, uh huh, I cannot. So it's all about the insurance. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an interesting segue here because the insurance—it's you guys are almost like insurers for the bail bond process, right? Yeah, that's basically what we're insured for. Um, a lot of people assume that we're. If you skip bail, oh, we have an insurance company that covers with the money we lost. No, it does not work that way. It's a different type of insurance. Yeah, but you got like, so, okay, uh, let's just start from the beginning. I get arrested. I go to jail. The, the way that the law works is I'm supposed to go and have an arraignment. I'm supposed to stand in front of a judge. And then they have what's called a bond hearing. It comes before the bond hearing. It would be the following day. If you don't bond out that same night, and if it's a bondable charge, you can decide to bond out that night. Okay, now let's just let's just a bondable charge. So there are certain charges based on the way the laws have been written that people can be released on their own recognizance without going to court. Without going to court, they just go in and they get processed, they get a, they get and you get to go home. But you got to pay a bond. You get RR without going to court. Got to go to court first. To get the RR. And ROR again means released on your own recognizance. That's there is issuance of PTAs, which is promised to appear, but that's without an actual arrest, without you going to the facility. Okay, so I'm arrested. I go to to the holding tank, and then they take me from the holding tank where. What happens next? To a holding cell. To a holding cell. And you you have a choice. If you're bondable, you bond out. Okay. If you're not bondable, you have to see a judge and await. Now, how do I find out if I'm bondable or not bondable? Who makes that decision? You guys? No, no. No. The charge. The 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 charge itself and the amount. It's already written up. Sometimes it could be a very large bond. It could be a half a million dollar bond, several charges, and not that many people can post, you know, have the capacity to post a bond that large so they could go to court the following day and try to get it reduced with a lawyer. I see. So there's a schedule uh, for the, the price to get free. Yes. Right. State of Florida <laughs> Each charge has its a bond, bond amount. amount. And and who made that bond amount up and when did they make it up? Do you guys know that information? That schedule's been it's around it's, since it, day one. Yeah, it's, it's a statute. Yeah, it's, it's, it's per, per, Each statute, each charge has a number of statute, Florida statute. Right. And by, by the Florida statutes, they set... I don't know when because I do remember since I've been in it so long ago that the felony started at a thousand dollars a year. Uh-huh. Then they jumped to five thousand. Okay. Like in Broward, it's still at a thousand dollars. So different mm-hmm. counties. I think it changed the, in the nineties, the late nineties. I think it changed because I have a bond schedule um, that it's pretty old. The papers yeah. are like yellow already. Right. And I got it like in ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, because I, I, from my understanding and a little bit of research that we did, those bond schedules, that, which is like the amount of money that you need to get out for the crime. Mm-hmm. I think were written like 50 years ago. So I don't even know if there's any account for inflation or the value of, I don't We've know. We've never reviewed that actually. You don't, it's not something you guys jump into. Okay, so now the the, the judge says, all right, you need to, uh, you need a million dollars in bond. 
What do I do? You need $100,000 to hire a bondsman. <laughs> so it's, or, so or, it's 10%. Or, mm -hmm. or 15 if it's a federal case. 15 and federal, FBI, DEA, any federal arrest, the premium by law is set by, by the insurance uh, department, uh, what do you call it, the Department of Financial Services, Services now. Uh, the, the, by statute, we, we have to charge 15% on federal cases. Immigration, I believe it's 15 as well, right? Mm -hmm. And then 10% on state cases. We're technically not supposed to even reduce that because it, it, it's set. So you're, you're basically putting down like your reputation and your deposit money. That's Collateral. our money, yes. For a fee. For that, for that 10%. But now, do you keep that 10%? Is that yours to keep? or do you yeah, have Not to? in its entirety. Not in its entirety. It gets dispersed between us, the general agent, and the insurance company. Okay, so it stays just outside. Because you guys are not technically officers of the courts, or are you technically officers of the courts? For Roy says we're not. I believe we are since we have power of arrest. And, and no. I wouldn't dare say I am because I'll probably get beat up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're not bringing that information <laughs> no. to the streets. Yeah. Right. He pleads no. the fifth. No, the reason oh, yeah, I say because no. I no. had an okay, issue good. years ago in court, <laughs> and we are not considered to be officers I mean, of, no, of we the can't court. Go, we cannot go in there and County. pretend to be attorneys, right. but we could represent, as a, you know, in, our, in reference to our industry, right. we are allowed to go in there and represent ourselves. Right. Okay. But we cannot represent. You know, you know, they, they won't take to be an attorney. like they'll take an attorney's check. They'll take their word, like mm -hmm. the like it's the Bible, but not a bail bondsman's. They don't have to because I'm saying it because of my own experience years ago that I was told that we are not considered legally officers of the court. Yes, legally because we're not. Had, um, are you legally authorized to break and enter without a warrant if it's one of your people that you're going after? Yes. Yes. If, Definitely, hundred percent. It all really. depends. Our on fugitive, if, yes. Yes, if it's our fugitive. If it's your fugitive. If we have that um, address is on the record of the clerk, uh -huh. we can do anything with that address. You can you can kick the door down, bust in with that address. Have any yes. of the on three of you ever address. busted down the door and said "freeze"? Motherfucker. No. <laughs> I've never had to, thank God. Oh, okay. I don't get down like that. That's okay. dangerous. We're not the police. Right. We have to act a little bit different. So you, in your duties of bounty hunting, just, just such a like cool thing to say, but it's really more like paperwork and kind of like he, the guy's over at that address and then you send in the cavalry or... I guess it was an adrenaline at the beginning, but after so many years in the business, we just rather hire out and have, you know, specific agents that specialize only in bounty hunting. So wait, hunting. you were you were chasing down people and, and at one point throwing yes. the cuffs on them? Yes. Tell me. <laughs> uh, the females are tougher than the males. Yeah, oh, they always. are. Right and now. technically, sure. when they sure. go to I'm arrest a female, right they now. have they're supposed to have a female present just to cover their grounds. So okay. there's no type of sexual harassment or anything like that. So yeah, at one time it was an adrenaline thing for me. Tell me, tell me one of your, tell me one of your stories of uh, one of your harrowing stories. Um, okay, I had one that it was not my my pickup, which is the same as my fugitive. It wasn't my fugitive. Mm -hmm. I just went along because she was a female, um, and she tried to kick me. I was, you know, being helpful. I'm like, look, let me empty your pockets out. Make sure you don't have anything that's gonna get you another charge while you get arrested. You know that. And she tried to kick me, so we had to use a little bit of, you know, roughness. A little force. Yeah, and then yeah. I had to put her in the back seat and wild, now, wild goose chase all the way to the jail. Were you with police or just with no, one of just your... No, just with the Fugitive Recovery Team. 
And what do you just, you just flash, like, you don't, do you have a badge or something? Yeah. We have badges. Okay. Um, and actually, we carry identification around state license. Right. Very cool. Now, the, the three of you all work uh, out of Dade County in the Dade County jails. Are you competition for each other? Technically, yes. Technically, yes, of course. Yeah. But do you work together? Of course. Ah. We have to. Why? Because her, her forfeiture is mine. His is mine, and mine's is theirs. Because if we let one bell bond company fail, then what does that say about the next one? Right. Because most of us have our have each other's back. Like if we I get have a each call other's back. and I check and I see yeah. it, you know, the person had misquoted on somebody before that, you know, that we communicate with and have a good reputation with, we'll call them up and be like, hey, listen, this person just got arrested. And we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few bondsmen in the industry that do not cooperate with the old school. Really? Yeah. These are the new guys on the block? You have the new guys on the block that came in, you know, I want to say 2004, maybe 2005. I'll say hi to that. And they're very uncooperative. Yeah. Really? I have had other agencies call me like, hey, Rabbit, you bailed out somebody who was a total asshole to me. Oh. Be careful of this guy, please. Okay. And I'm like, okay. And guess what? Two weeks later, I'll put him back in jail. Why? Because he missed court. So when he they, warned me weeks before it even happened. Right. So you guys keep Free bird, you guys bell watch bonds. each other's backs like yes. that. Hey, you know what? Watch Free out bail on this guy. So what that. happens if word gets out uh, on on uh, on somebody that's a that's a risk and you know con- continually bails out? I, I mean, bails out on bail, <laughs> just it doesn't show up. Do you guys just say nope, not interested? Some yeah, of us will. It, show, it shows up on the record because when, when we're going to bond somebody out, technically, I mean, when you've been in the business long enough like the three of us have and we've been burned, like I'm sure we've all been burned. Right. Uh, you, 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 you learn to be more cautious and you do more checks and then usually we properly check. We see if they have missed court before. So we can have the option of asking for full collateral. You know, like if the guy books and we can't find him, we can pay the bond with a collateral. Okay. Or if we don't feel secure, we just won't won't do well, the bond. When you say full collateral, would you give me an the, example? Okay, if the bond is ten thousand dollars, we either have something that we can liquidate quickly because we have sixty days, right, by law, days. to either pick him up, arrest him again, or pay the bond. Otherwise, it goes into judgment. But you have to pay the balance of the bond. To no, no, this, the, co- the no, whole bond, the whole thing, the whole ten grand or whatever they like. You have to pay the thing. whole amount. Correct. Yes. You guys are responsible. Yes. Okay. It's our money. Oh wow! So if it's a million dollar bond, yeah, like guys, mine. Yeah, it was. Well, it was a, a million dollar bond. The premium was one hundred and fifty thousand because it was right. a, a it was a federal bond, right? And uh, luckily, we we caught you know Rolando, our bounty hunter, caught the guy up in Spain and and brought him back. Oh wow! Otherwise, he would have had to pay a million dollars. A million dollars. You got to come difference. up with a million. Now, here's my question: How do you guys get in with the court system to say, "Don't worry." I got the million. I can cover this. Do you have it? The insurance company. The insurance, insurance company we, has we, it. Okay, we each, like I write for like four or five different insurance companies. Okay, the insurance companies that guarantee us to the state or the federal government, they're the ones who have the real bucks. Now, they have, because every time we write a bond, a percentage of each dollar goes into a buff, which is a buildup fund. So we have to have either property or money with them. Okay. And then they're the ones who guarantee us to the, the federal government or the state. So if within a certain time we can't pay the bond because the guy skipped and we didn't arrest him in time, then the insurance company has to pay it to the government or the state. 
Okay. So that's why they make a percentage of our monies. And if this happens more than how many times does the insurance company say, you know what, you guys are not worth uh, doing the business with. Oh, yeah. They here. never lose. They never lose. They never lose because even if the insurance company pays the bond for us because we couldn't financially afford it at the moment, right. we're going to pay for it a weekly, monthly, until we pay them back whatever money they lost. Oh, so you're actually on the hook mm-hmm. for the full amount. It's our They'll money. just pay it out, but then they're going to bill you for the balance? Yes. Correct. They're either going to increase the percentage you pay them for each bond that so you write. So raise your premium, or, in other words? Correct. They'll okay. either increase that or they'll put you on a payment plan, but they will collect their money. Or, or they'll, they'll or try they'll to foreclose you on your house, too, because mm-hmm. right. you have to have property with them as well. That's why I rent. So that's part of the collateral. Our collateral with the insurance company. Okay, the, the defendant puts collateral up with us. Right. We put up collateral with the insurance company to guarantee their money in case there's a loss incurred okay. from our misdeeds or it's whatever. It's a chain reaction, basically. Yeah. Right. Okay, so going back to um, th- this this whole history on the on the bail bonds when they started. Like, you started 35 years ago. Correct. And what's changed in the in the business since you started well the, primarily what has changed is the the laws have become a lot more strict back then for bail bondsmen or just no, the laws in general no 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 the the laws in general and penalty wise to to the perpetrators alleged perpetrators in other words uh, like I was telling you guys at the beginning of the show uh, I, I knew people that were caught with 20 30 tons of marijuana on a boat and they did maybe 12 months in a federal uh, you know, facility. Uh, uh, cocaine trafficking, uh, every, every drug that's come out back then used to be quaaludes, you know, stuff like that, the new going drug. Tra- now they got 20 different drugs. <laughs> My man's going way back. So, Ali's looking with quaalude. What's a quaalude? <laughs> I do know what it is, but. Uh, oh the lemon 714s oh, and all that stuff. Oh my gosh, it's details. Good so man. All, all that's, all right, yeah, I know, all go. that stuff is. Fist bump. <laughs> All that, all that stuff has changed. And then the penalties. Back then, I mean, right now, they'll give you, in federal court, on, on like insurance fraud cases or healthcare fraud, a good friend of mine just got sentenced to like, was it like 80 or 100 months in jail with some mortgage fraud he did because he took it to trial. On a, on a, you know, it, it, that was unheard of back then. Right. So, so you, you see these the, the the penitentiaries throughout the country are getting over. Well, yeah, no, we're definitely incarcerating too many people. That's part of that's part of the reason that we're doing this show is to talk about how broken the system is. So, I'm going to segue with that. What parts of your industry industry do you see that are broken? Do you see corruption? Do you see corruption oh. with judges? Oh, yeah. Do you see corruption with other bail bondsmen? Where do you see it? Tell me. I heard, oh, yeah. oh. You see corruption, corruption everywhere. You see everywhere. corruption at the jail. You see corruption between correctional officers. You see corruption, um, I can't say attorneys, but there's corruption in every industry, not just our industry. But this is the industry we're talking about. Okay, so uh, um, from my experience, the corruption that I have experienced is basically going to the jail, writing a bond, and finding out that another company has wrote it without no money and no paperwork. Yeah, is that corruption or is that hustling. miscommunication? Hustling. Yeah, but they're, they're recently, I What's, forget their names. There was three bondsmen. Uh, was it that. one guy and, and two girls? Husband. Yes, there one, was. It was in the paper. Two. They, were, they had some kind of an inside track. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. correction people, was it? It was the houseman. It was everybody who got arrested. They had a houseman inside. 
There's still people that have housemen right now. That there's they're not doing anything. Okay, what is a houseman? Somebody who's doing time in jail that has special privileges in that area of the intake. They're doing time in there, but they're given privileges because they're not a risk of escape or anything like that. So they make you take a shower. They'll they'll do this. They'll they're they're, they're like maids and like assistants. Jail. Yeah. Okay. So they're the ones running the floor. There gotcha. You go. Exactly. Like trustees. Tru- exactly. exactly. That's another word yeah. for houseman. So they indicted okay. a trustee for being on board with a couple bells. They did not men. indict him. They FYI, they no. no. They released him. He's currently a fugitive. They released on that. He couldn't get a bail bond. He got out on probation. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh wow. Nobody wanted to know. But so what was the hustle? What was this hustle? Do you guys know how they scam the system? Allegedly. The trustee will say to John Doe, hey, I have a bondsman for you. She's my bondsman or he's my bondsman. Call him up. They'll get you out on a payment plan. Right. The, the person will call and get you on a payment plan. So the court system says that this is illegal because they were using the trustee as a middleman. Well, it's almost like a promotion guy. It's like a promotion guy, which yeah. technically, if you are advertising at the jail or, or you have, you know, a convicted felon working for you, it is illegal. Yeah, yeah but how else do people find but, out who to call? Exactly. But the, where we're going down to is it would have made it really illegal if they would have been able to get proof that this trustee was getting paid for the referral. And was he getting paid for the referral? They, there is no proof. They didn't figure it out. Or they might have paid it to a family member or somebody else. There's Before right. they would put money in the commissary when they used to buy cigarettes. I don't think they can smoke in there anymore, no? No. I don't know. I don't you can't know. smoke as hot as they can in jail anymore. But I, but I have a bigger... Back, back in the... Was it in the 80s? Um, uh, there was bondsmen who had people inside the jail. Uh, let's say corrections people. They would send them they a still message. still have correction people. Right, no, right, no, no. But this was... This was... You probably know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So what happened was they would signal... To a bonding company, hey, get this guy out, don't ask questions. It would be a fifty, it could be a hundred thousand dollar bond. Was this usually like for drug crimes or something? Any kind of They would take him out of jail. Yeah. They would sit him either in a bondsman's office or in a hotel or motel. And they would literally, literally be kidnapped in the sense of they would hold him there. They would give him a phone, okay, start calling your mom, your dad, your neighbor. And this was bail oh, bail bondsmen that, yeah. that yeah, were doing this? The reason I found out. The reason I found out when when the people couldn't come in with a collateral or the premium right? At, within a certain amount of time. This, the bondsman says, well, hell, what the hell? It's a $100,000 bond. I'm not going to take it. So they put him back in jail, and they'll charge him a fee. They'll, you know, let's say the, the premium was ten grand. He only came up with 1000 Right. So they'll put him back in jail, charge him as a fee. And the reason I found that, because a lot of my clients were victims. The, after they were put back in jail, they would call me. And say, hey, Emilio, or the pa- the parents or somebody would call me, I would get him out and I would hear the whole war story of what happened. That's how I found out that that was happening. Because, see, what happens is if you don't legitimately, as a bail bondsman, see, we have to do our due diligence. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure that there's collateral, that there's family, that this guy's going to go to all his court appearances. Right. So we know already if we're taking a risk. It's an edu- educated, calculated risk. Now, these people are betting a hundred grand, half a million, 300 grand, that they're going to be able to do that after the and guy's released. Mm-hmm. So if they don't secure that loan and that guy skips, they're out that money. So they put him back in jail, which is, I mean, of course it's illegal. I, you and you guys, but you guys are kind of in a win-win almost either way because if they skip, 
the insurance company is going to pay it. No, we're never in a win-win. You're no, never we're in still a win-win. liable. We always and if and if you become a fugitive and I have to have a fugitive recovery team go out there and pick you, you up, you I have to pay, pay. them. Yeah. Right. So I'm still. I'll, I'll be losing money. You'll be negative if that was to happen. As now, long as people are going to jail, you're always going to be making money. When they miss, and there's a lot of people going to jail, so you guys are going to be making money. Um, so is that good or bad? If you guys have, are so close to this system, you see it every day. Is it good or bad what's happening? Well, what is Dade County like? What is Miami-Dade like compared to the rest of, say, the state of Florida or even the rest of the United I'll States? I'll tell you that the arrest amount daily has decreased a lot in Dade County. It has. A lot. Why is that? I'm assuming the cops are underpaid. They don't want to be wasting eight hours yeah. at the jail processing someone because when you get to the facility it takes an officer at least four to five hours before he leaves that facility once he gets there to, to bring that person into custody a lot of officers don't want to sit there four or five hours i've heard stories that officers do want to do that towards the end of their shift because then they get extra money they get bonus time they get overtime and we have to pay that, there, that there's, a, there's a short a shortage too because i read some <laughs> a few months ago here in city of miami there's been a shortage of police officers but there's no funding for them they need more police officers and better trained police officers, but there's no money. To, so who's going to pay that? That's what's happening with pretrial services right now. Yeah. Pre-trial, what, what are pretrial services? It's a, it's a program where if you don't bond out that night, you'll go to a bond hearing the following day, and most people will get released for free monitored by a few people, which is paid by the government, right? The, the, well, the county. I heard, I heard they're now they're charging a fee weekly to the, yeah, to the person, but, depending on their Yeah, but that's a dollar status. a day. So what, they have to check in with somebody? House arrest. Yes, yeah, and they have to check in. They have to check in daily, yeah, but, say, here I am. Yeah, but you know who, who has to go pick those people up when they miss court? They have to put that on the police. And I was a pre-trial so that's another person. job for the police department. Exactly, because the, right. the pretrial people don't go out and chase these people down. Right. Make sure there's collateral or that there's family. We got to yes. do that. Thank you. So back to the arrests are down. All right. What is happening in the actual court system with people being arrested, tried, and bailed out? How, how, is, how is that functioning in your guys' eyes? I, I think as best it can be under the circumstances that we're in right now. There is no perfect system. There is no fix it. There's no pill you can take and you're going to fix it. Well, no, I know there's no pill, but there's definitely, there's, there are systems that work better than others and there are inequities. And I'm curious, you guys must see some of these inequities up close. I've, I mean, we've had stories on this program about murderers walking out of jail after serving 12 years and somebody dealing two ounces of cocaine and spending the rest of their life in prison. Clearly, there are inequities. 100%. So, and you guys are in the middle of all this watching it happen. I mean, you see, do you ever see that happen where um, somebody dealing cocaine maybe gets a, a million dollar bond and a, and a killer gets, or, or, or a wife beater, or somebody, you know, domestic violence gets a $10,000? I mean, how is that determined? Because I know there's a schedule that, that's set up, but isn't there some discretion also? There is a schedule set up. Um, I've, you, when you get arrested, the bond is X amount, but depending on your criminal history, when you see the judge the next day, they can put it at whatever they want. They can reduce it to a dollar. They can put it up to $500,000. Or release you for free. Or release you for free. It's ROI. up to the judge's discretion from that point. Yeah, yeah so d definitely, it's, it's that friend of mine I was just talking to you about got sentenced to like 12, 15 years for some kind of a mortgage fraud. 
and and in a, in a federal case. And then you see people uh, like like you're saying, you know, for aggravated crimes and domestic violence, where you cut up the wife, or you do stuff like, oh my God, you know, horrible stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it all depends jail, on representation too. What I noticed yeah. about the, about this this system of bail, um, way when I first joined bail bonds, I used to notice when we, when we used to go to bond hearing when it was on the fifth floor. It was standing room only. Family members, everybody's worrying about their loved ones. Go today and see how many people were in bond hearing. Yeah, I've I've yeah, actually sat in on the bond hearings, and it's all on video. Right. And there's a handful of people in the in handful. The, in I'm the, talking yeah. about when it was on the fifth floor. Yeah, I'm talking about they can attest to this. Yeah, standing room only. We had bail yeah. bondsmen. It, Lawyers, it used to be family. when I started. It was in the second floor. It was in the second floor. Two, two when it was Meek Robin. I remember the judge, the old guy, a bull with, with a real red face, southern guy. And that was back in yeah. I don't want to say how long because I don't want to give yeah, away my age. Technology has taken traffic take, and um, the the, um, the fifth floor was felony. Felonies, correct. And they had two courts. So and it was standing room only, and the family was more concerned about everybody. Yeah, but technology has changed a lot of that. Because when I first became a bondsman, there was no internet. Yeah, no. that's true. The cell phone was like $2 per minute. I had a Nokia. Right. No, there I were, had a pager. <laughs> I, no, there was no cell phones when no, I, I was... I had an iPhone, yeah. as a matter of fact, when before they moved the uh, bond hearing off the fifth floor. I had an iPhone. To get information, you had to call the jail yes, for hours. So family, instead of calling, would show up to they the They would court. just go oh, down there. You couldn't sure. go online. Of course, and technology definitely has changed exactly. a lot of it. So it seems to me also that, so if you have money, you're going home. If you got no money, you're going back. And Not necessarily. There's programs that release certain offenders yeah, without sure. having to pay bond. They just have to qualify for it. They have to be... What, what program is that? A pre-trial release, TAP. Pre service? Yeah. TAP. Tell us about TAP. What does that stand for? I don't, I don't remember. But I know it's a, it's a program to where they somehow qualify you if you're a good risk. How they, I, I don't know the... the they tap, look at your TAP history. TAP does take, I think it's 48 to 72 hours to release people. But if the judge gives it to you and you qualify, uh -huh. they'll release you, you know, without you having to pay a dime. Just following their, their instructions, just like pre-trial. Okay. So there is programs that service low-income families. Because I've heard, heard I've that. heard in New York they're talking about eliminating bail. Oh, they're trying to eliminate New Jersey. Here as all well. over they the place. are. They all already over. eliminated in New Jersey and Maryland. They did, and mm -hmm. this is only for certain types of crimes, though, like nonviolent no, drug offenses or they're eliminated bail bondsmen. Not the not the bail system. They eliminated bail bondsmen. They are able to post bail directly to the courthouses. So they're cutting your jobs out. They're cutting us yeah. out. And who do you guys have representing you? Is there a is there a lobby, a lobby for bail bond? Yeah, you do. we have a lobbyist that actually went up um, recently and got us extended. You know, for another year, we don't have to worry about it. And but they, and they, and they, yeah, and they and they publish they publish because I get through email. Yeah. all these people that are getting released on that. In those programs, you know, like rapists, uh, assault people, people who try to they're kill people. They're actually fugitives right now. And they're fugitives. Nobody's looking for them. Nobody. Nobody looks for them. I don't understand that. What do you mean? Why would nobody be looking for them? I mean, they'll issue a warrant. Now, if one day the guy gets stopped for a traffic ticket and he has a warrant, they'll arrest him. But oh, there's so nobody enforcing the skip. Because okay. mm -hmm. there's nobody that has anything to lose like we do. Yeah, but I mean, I think us as a community... You know, we are the people are supposed to be the government. We the people are supposed to be the the justice system. You know, we the people are losing 
the problem that, that right? you, you this, hit, doesn't our you, taxpayer you dollars? hit the nail on the on, on the head is because the people are not informed of what's happening. Remember okay. Channel Seven? Totally. Or they yeah. used to do. Remember the revolving door. Um, uh, program, I don't Farming. know, Channel 7 and 10, where it, it was just they come in and they get released by pretrial with no monitoring, with no, no, nobody, if nobody has anything to lose, who's going to make sure that those people come back yeah, but to, to, to court? I and, understand that, but it seems that, it seems that, I mean, the, I, the way that the laws have been written, it's supposed to be mostly so people can get out on their own. And I guess that's why they have things like TAP and pretrial and ROR because legislatively, I think the concept is supposed to be like, okay, you did something wrong, but we don't want to warehouse 10,000 people. You know, you're supposed to have your day in court. Right. And so this whole bail bondsman thing that, that, started i don't know when it no, started that, this goes from hammurabi back in, in in the frank pledge in the early uh, american colony where they would take like somebody gets charged with a crime yeah they'll call a frank pledge it's what his neighbors would go to the court and say yeah your honor we make sure that this guy so it's a pledge that you give in a frank way i guess to the court okay and that would guarantee but that was in the in the colonies and stuff like okay but look at all the types of crimes, the the aggravating, the the assaults and the stuff, who monitors and who guarantees it. So in theory, yes, everybody should have a day in court. Everything should be peace and love. But unfortunately, it isn't. Well, no, there's a lot of crime out there. There's no question about that. And we repeat that on this program because it's not that we're saying, oh, everybody should be get a fair shake. There's crime out there. Make no mistake. If you don't believe it, go down to the courthouse and hang around for a couple of hours. A lot of people don't have no money. Mm-hmm. There's there was something. Thank that, you. The major issue. Right. Now but it's not because they want to do crime, it's because they have to do it to feed their family and also to survive. Or to be a part of a social group to, to be yeah. accepted. I, right. I get all that. Exactly. But once they get into the system, once they're in that system and you guys jump in and you say, Okay, we're gonna help you get out, because it almost seems like there's a contract between the bail bondsmen and the jails because we were having this conversation before the program started, uh, Ali and I, about how crowded it is and how maybe the DA's office and the prosecutor's office, uh, you know, the, maybe they don't have the time to deal with a lot of these, right? They don't. Um, a lot that's of the prosecutors now have over 50 cases. Mm-mm. That's why they need And that's them. a lot of cases. Can't, yeah, it's a lot of cases for one prosecutor. And they need you guys because they can't keep everybody in jail. Correct. Correct. When they get rid of the bail bondsman, they will find out the hard way. <laughs> what are they going to find out? They're going to find out uh, that they don't have enough room for everybody. Are they going to get rid of the bail bondsman and not bail people out or allow them to bail out? Or they are they going to get rid of over, I think they're yeah. probably going to take over the whole thing. Yeah, I think what they want to try to do they is want collect the, money. the 10% themselves. Mm-hmm. The state. The yes. state. Mm-hmm. Or the county. Yeah, whichever, is it, whichever. Or, or the federal government, which because, they do it too. Right, because it seems to me, and things that, that we've learned here on this program, that all of these circuit courts have different rules and mechanisms of, by the way they function. So you guys work in which circuit? In whichever, whichever one the person gets arrested for. So how many circuits do we have here? Do we know? I have no idea. The whole state of Florida and each county is a circuit. It is. Whichever one deal with money. Each county has their own circuit. And bail. 
And you can do bail in any of those counties. Anywhere in the, anywhere in the, in, the, the in most states. Counties. I think there's three or four states that don't have. It's like uh, in Illinois, Chicago has no bail no, no bonds. Bail. They have where you no put bail. percentages directly with the jail. And then I think it was 10%. Then if they skip, you got to put 20%. Or So it's a revolving door. It's, it's a so money it thing. So it builds up. It's so, a money thing. So if, if, you, ana- if thing. you analyze Definitely. it, that what they're saying, okay, we want the money. Hell with the guy. Let him not come. Let, let him pay us. So with us being us liable for their uh, not showing up in court, we got to go out and find them. Or we can lose our house. We can lose our business. Sure. You can lose your house and your business. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and these insurance companies that insure you guys, are there any coalitions of bail bondsmen that own these insurance companies together? Or do you guys ever consider investing in your own insurance companies? Is there a group like that? You got to have it's a different license. Trillions of dollars, man, yeah. to open up your own insurance company. You got to have a certain percentage. Like if you write uh, $20 million a year, you got to have like a hundred million or I don't know so how it the, seems to me that there is a major corporate interest that benefits from these bail bonds severely sure major corporate interest that's major. a little that's a little disturbing well not 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 in not in how I think you're putting it. There's no as far as insurance. There, there's no mega bucks in this in this business, especially nowadays. It's not like uh, it's it's any insurance company that underwrites bail bond. They also do general lines. They do I'm sure car, they have they do to. Right, yeah. This is a yeah. small, a very small percentage of the insurance business of of how they're. So it's like a hindrance. It's not like State Farm. All these big companies don't have bail bonds. Or they don't have this type of surety bonds. Right. And uh, in Europe and in Asia, there is no money in the bail bonds process. Not even in South America. I don't think this. I don't the think o- they have bonds. I, I think the only because no? I tried to do no. it. I was going to do it once in Venezuela like 30 years ago. I just focus establish. in Florida. I don't really do anything outside of Florida. It's too much Neither of a headache. I. Each no, state has their own laws. I'm not going to uh, Boston and gunslinging. I know uh, somebody from Miami that had a fugitive run to Boston. Yeah. And uh, he's a good friend of mine, Bell Bondsman. Remember the Bondsman? They got killed here. Dongo or something? Dongo, yeah, but Dongo. he got killed here in Miami. Yeah, in Dongo Miami. Got killed in Miami. He, I was he, supposed to he be went, with him that day. He went, he went to do a... Uh, apprehension. A, apprehension. Yeah. And I think he was, the guy was like driving out of the house or just gotten there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was there. And I think the wife was there he with the guy. He opened the guy's door and, and the, the guy, guy had a gun here. And shot him, him with a, and, and killed him right there on the No, spot. he had his daughter in his lap. One of your bail? He had his daughter in his lap. That was like, what, 10 years ago? The guy who pretty much shot his son, I think, became a So there's violence also involved. Yeah, of course. And apprehensions, of course. I mean, nobody, if they skip bail, they don't want to go back to jail. Look at it this way. When we go hunt somebody down, he's already been bailed out. He's already been through the system. So when he sees a bail bond, he says, shit. That's it. I'm screwed. Bad news. And it's it's you yeah. putting them against those. So it's a different. He knows he's gonna bond out when the cop is coming to initially arrest you, but not, but not when a bondsman is looking for you. The the producers just sent me a note here that the United States and the Philippines are the only countries that have a monetary bail system. Hmm. That's interesting. It's interesting. And then interesting. in Washington, Washington D.C., they have uh, no money in their bail system. And they have an eighty-eight percent rate of people showing up for their court dates. Well, I don't know what that depends. Is. What they're going to jail for? 
Yeah. What they got arrested for, what they're being faced with. And Washington, D.C. Each situation is different, so you can't take those numbers and apply it to Miami. And Miami is a bubble anyway. Miami, yeah. I mean, we have people here that miss court accidentally because they figured if they change their um, address on their license, changes it automatically on all their ticket citations. (laughs) And they're like, oh, I never got a court date. Uh, No, duh. It's going to the address you provided when you got that ticket. It's not going to change it if you didn't make the effort to change it. So there can be accidental situations. And and when that happens, just for example, you guys reach out to those people and say, hey, what's up? I have a big percentage of my cases that people, one day I'm I'm sitting in my office and I'll get three, four, five bonnet streechers from the court. Oh my God. Then I look them up. What are they called? Streechers. S. E S T R E A T U R E S, like creatures. Uh-huh. A streeter. A bond is a street. It means it's uh, revoked by the or forfeiture. Forfeited by forfeited. the court. Yeah. Forfeited. A streeter and forfeit is the same. It's a terminology. It's a different. Different, okay. different for the same thing. Okay. So nowadays, I, I, I got to say, ninety nine point nine percent of them, I am able to fix with the people with their lawyers. The guy got drunk the night before, or he never received a court appearance, neither did we. How many of those do you get? They don't mm-hmm. even get court appearance. Mm-hmm. So we're able to fix it with the courts and not having to rearrest them. They go in with a judge. See, and that's we'll another go. issue that we're having because of the budget cuts in the courthouse. We're not getting our court dates on time. We're not yeah. getting our forfeitures immediately. Right. Um, the clients are not getting this. You know, when they call in, they're not getting the information they need because of a budget cut. If you... Call the 305-275-1155 number. It'll tell you straight up. We only answer the phone from 9 to 12 because of budget cuts. Yeah, they can't. Because of budget cuts. And they don't answer from 9 to 12. Yeah, so there's a problem right there. We want to have safety and security, and Mm. we want to- And we don't want to pay for it. Yeah, but we don't. That's happening more and more in this country. For some reason, people think that they can have all these things and not pay for them. I don't know what's up with that, but you you look at other countries, and they, they function- Yes, they have higher taxes, but they function a little more smoothly. And for some reason in this country, in the United States of America, there has been some kind of a paradigm shift in understanding that if you want to have things, that they cost money. But then you have, what, the bureaucracy that gets in the way, and then you have politicians that have to come up with an issue. I remember a politician, I don't want to say his name, back in the 80s, wanted to abolish say bail. Say his name. Uh, what's his name? No, I don't want to say his name. Okay. Anyways, He anyway, doesn't remember want, his name. No, no, they want to, they want to, abol- don't worry. They want to abolish bail because they need, they need, they need, uh, what is it? Something want, to uh, motivate people. No, 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 something to, to run to on. for them. Right. I'm going to like uh, make America great again. You right. know, I want to, I want to, you know, make whatever bail great again. Right. So let's screw the bondsman. Let's us make the money. Right. We don't have the cops to enforce it. We don't have the judicial system to deal with it. Right. But what the hell? So who suffers? The victims. Yeah, the victims and the and the rest of the community. The bail bond industry suffers. And right, but you can't you can't look at back in when I started. Yes, oh the the bonds of the world, big fat with the gold teeth and <laughs> that was the prototype when right. I became a bail bondsman. But not anymore. Jubilees. Clearly, I'm looking at Ali here. Well, not. <laughs> Not a prototypical no, bail all, bondsman. <laughs> no, so, I do not look like dog. <laughs> totally not. Or Beth. <laughs> but but that's the problem. See, with, with Dog the Bounty Hunter, God bless his soul, he they put a different light. So when somebody comes to my office to put a bond, oh, you like dog, right? And they, oh, because oh, that's what they see. Yes, of course. They see but, Dog no, the Bounty Hunter, insanity. so they associate. They carry a paintball yeah. gun. Yeah. yeah. They don't know that. That's what he carries? His paintball gun? In Hawaii, ain't no guns in Hawaii. Oh, there you go. 
No, but uh, you know how he got in, how he became famous, right? Really there was some that. heir to some major fortune in the United States that I think raped some woman, right? And they posted a million dollar, the, the, the family posted the cash and the guy skips. Yeah. And somehow he finds out that the guy was in Mexico, was it? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was history. in Mexico. And he brings him back and he had nothing to do with the case. And that made him famous. And then eventually, Mexico wanted to extradite him and take him back to face charges. So for, do you Kidnapped. have? Do you? Oh, because do you have extradition privileges in your bail? Because you depends. mentioned somebody coming back from Spain or something. I did. I yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, that's when it's federal. Depends. It's federal. Oh, federal. If it's federal, we can do what we hey, You can go anywhere. Let me get some federal authority. But we okay. get we usually like a Mike the million dollar bond. We had the the DEA work in the State Department. They were working because they wanted to bring the so they gave us pretty right. much carte blanche to to do stuff. What's your worst fugitive capture? Worst in what sense? Like, what was the worst, like, criminal guy that you had to go after and catch? Well, this one, the, the one I spoke to you about that was yeah. in fugitive. I didn't physically do Rolando, which is pretty well known. The he was the one who caught him, who got the fake, uh, well, no, he actually rented from somebody a garbage truck and, uh, and, got the garbage and we traced him to Spain and, and he almost killed a couple of police officers over there. Eventually, we caught him and extradited him back and he, he got sentenced to 33 years, I believe. Wow. And he was like 33 back then. And this co-defendant already got out because he pled. Right. Well, yeah, that happens a lot too. Rabbit, tell me your worst, most difficult. It was a traffic violation. But guess what? Tell me. Everybody else, the big bonds that, that forfeited, yeah. I never caught those guys. They ran either Panama or Jamaica or something. Like last year, I lost like maybe $60,000 with Broward County. Hmm. Mm. Tough yeah. county. And one of my uh, defendants actually was deported before. And Broward County let me bail him out. And he gave him an ankle monitor. And he so took wait. the ankle monitor off. As soon as I bailed him out of jail, he didn't even check in. He didn't even go. <laughs> Cut that thing off. On the side of the road and dip. And that wasn't even his real name. The feds called me maybe three weeks later and told me, that's not his real name. His real name is Michael Doheny. <laughs> it's Jason Chung. Oh, man. Junior. And he's oh. gone. Can't find him. Traffic violation. No. No? Hit and run, DUI. Oh. With an ankle monitor. And he was deported. And he was deported before. In Broward County. And they gave him a bond. They gave him a bond. And they called me and said, I messed up on the power. I had to come back and fix it before they released him. <laughs> wow. They set me up real good. Wow. How real often good. does that and that's happen? When you, when, you, when you come in after deportation. That was last they, year. It's a federal case. It's a five-year minimum mandatory. When they deport you, if you come back, the feds arrest you and it's five years automatically. So how did that... I even hired bounty hunters to go to Boston looking for him, go to Philly looking for Michael Doheny. But that wasn't his name. And the name. feds called me and told me I was wasting my time because really? that ain't his name. Yeah, and in Broward, you, Michael you Doheny can't get off. had his um, ID infiltrated by Jason Chung. And who even knows if that's his real name? No, that's his real name. Oh, okay. Jason Chung Jr. Oh. from Fort Lauderdale. What's your worst? Um, I had, I believe the gentleman was about 71 years old on an ankle monitor. All right. A federal investigator wanted to question him in reference to a check he cashed from a clinic. And he decided to cut off his monitor and not 
get questioned, which had nothing to do with him. It was just he was being questioned about the check. He wasn't being getting new charges, anything like that. He cut his monitor off, and he went on the run at 71. We caught up to him. 71 and heavy set. Oh. Older man. Caught up to him. He jumped gates. He broke a leg. Oh. And he got away. And he got away. And he got away. So you were on his tail. On his you almost tail. had him. With federal agents that were with us. Because now. Heavy set 71 year old with a broken leg. Jumped the gate. Triple threat. Broken leg. Yeah. Wow. We caught him two days after, though. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. But he ran. He ran. And, and, and all three of us is with ankle braces. So that shows you that the ankle bracelet and all these programs are really not. And the monitoring didn't contact me that he had cut off his bracelet for a week. That's a red flag. Why oh. is that? On mine, on my million dollar bond, same thing. It was on a, on a Friday and they didn't notify uh, like Tuesday. Uh, until Monday. They wait. They want the Budget bread. cuts. They want the money for <laughs> Imagine. Oh my God. So it, it, this. The bail bond business and the and the ankle monitoring business, do those coincide or are those separate things no. determined the by the- ankle monitoring is provided by the state, by I believe. The state. And by the courts. And by the courts. So you guys have nothing to do with that? No. But you have access to the data, which evidently is not that Not great. necessarily. No. Um, they, they're supposed to contact us at the moment that the gentleman- Tampers with, tampers with it. Yeah, so oh, really. Yeah. It's supposed to. So let us know that it's been tampered, but they're supposed to send their own agents as well. Oh, I see. They have their own crew. Mm-hmm. That but goes they, out. I don't think but they're they officers. Don't. Yeah, I don't no, know. they don't. They, don't, they can't arrest. Like they ride around yeah. a little car. That they don't have powers of arrest or anything like that. No, they don't. <laughs> no, no. So they're just like technicians, maybe. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Can't tighten the screw on your bracelet. Or in that, what do they do there to ch- to actually check you've been tampering with it or something? I don't know. Electronically, must have something that if you try to do something with it's it, just, it'll, it's just a, a, a sensor screwdriver that's in there, you know, that's yeah. screwed, yeah. to tighten it down. Yeah, I mean, tighten I guess. Uh, listen, I guess ankle bracelets are are like yeah. you know locks on doors. They try to keep honest people. Bottom honest. line, if you want to escape, if that nothing's gonna hold you, Seriously. nothing gonna hold you, except cells. Except a jail cell. Sorry, this is an actual fax machine ringing, and for those listeners who don't know what a fax machine is... That's right, those things are almost antique now. Oh, they is outdated. <laughs> I got the same one, by the way. Smithsonian Institute, probably. Yeah, any, that's any, part of our museum yeah. technology exhibit. So it's, it's the bottom line here, with, with, with we are, I believe, are a necessary part of the judicial system in... in Technically, we're innocent until proven guilty, whoever gets arrested, right? Correct. So, mm-hmm. so we are an integral part of the system whereby we are not funded by the state, the government, or the, or the, or the citizens don't pay us. Anything else... We're private. Yeah. Anything else right. has to be funded by the state, the government, the county... Your tax dollars. Who, right, the whole the, rest of the process. Yes. To, mm-hmm. to, you know, to release these people for free, unmonitored. Yes, there's going to be... A, in any business, there's going to be... A percentage of people who are going to show up no matter what. But who wants to take that chance and who's going to say, okay, he's going to show up. He's not going to show up. This guy might commit another crime. Who's going to? I guess it's hard to judge it, a book it, by the cover, especially yeah. if it's the first time. And we, we don't think it's multiple we, offenses. You kind of get an are, idea, we right? Are the, we are the ones who hold back the fort, and that's it, because we know, because we're like you're saying, we're down the nitty gritty. We know the people, the mother, mm. the father, the neighbors. It's our risk. Sure. 
I think after a certain amount of years, you also have that sixth sense that you oh, kind of sure. feel the family out, you kind of feel the defendant out, and you know what they're facing and if they're going to face it. No, right. no judge. If they're going to show up and yeah, deal. No, no judge or pretrial service is going to know that at all. Right. Ali, how did you get into the bail business? Oh, my. Um, I've been in the business for so long. I had to hire a few bondsmen in my lifetime when I was a lot younger since I was the only English-speaking member in the family. So I was for the interim- somebody else in your family. Yeah. Have you ever been arrested? Never, thank God. Well, technically, you're not supposed to have a criminal record to be a bail bondsman. Yeah, uh, being arrested and having a criminal record are two different, two different things. It's two different things, yeah. <laughs> but no, I have never been arrested, thank God. Okay. Um, but you had to be the translator. Family friend. Yeah, okay. I was a translator. So back then, I dealt with uh, a bondsman, Scottolini. And he said, you know, as soon as you turn 18, why don't you become a bondsman since you call me so much? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. Um, So as soon as I turned 18, I got my bail bonds license. And I've been a bondsman ever since. Bondsman and I've been a paralegal for immigration lawyers and stuff like that. Oh, fascinating. And you you like your work? I love it. Do you? Yeah. It's the closest I can get to being an attorney without having to pay $100,000 to go to school. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and then Star Wars. Rabbit, how did you get into this, this line oh, of work? Oh, man, this is going to be great. The Secret Ever Service. Ever been arrested? Um, yeah, but that's minor. Okay. The Secret Service raided my house. That's why I became a bail bondsman. The Secret Service raided your house, yeah, so and that motivated you to become in, a bail bondsman. Um, 1999, I was producing for... Uh, a rap group called the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, we've heard of them. I had a, a recording studio in my house. Nice. And uh, a couple of uh, individuals from Oakland, California, came to Florida to record their album. I let them stay at my house. One of the girls who came with them got arrested. Long story short, you know, everybody was at my house. Rick Sanchez, Channel 7, everybody was there. The feds, the aventura police, everybody. Because I guess she used, did some credit card fraud. Mm. I called California and they sent $7,000 Western Union to me to bail a girl out of jail. Re- the her Wu-Tang, the 70, Wu-Tang no, folks? No, no. Her parents? nothing to do with Wu-Tang. Her parents? No. Some cholos. Oh, really? I have no Part idea. Part of the credit card? I uh, have no idea who, who did it. But I had to go get the money. They sent it to you? Yes, because and, cause I knew a bail bondsman, and I gave it to Royal Bail Bonds. Uh-huh. And I gave him seven grand, and when I was walking out of there, I was like, I need to do this. That was your... I you love. thought you made the whole $7,000, though. Yeah, a lot of that people... Uh, that happened to me when but I listen, started. Listen, $7,000 on yeah. one deal, I felt like a car salesman. Yeah. I said, I'm going to do this. Or like a real estate. I was uh, in class the next week. And, yeah. and I was like, I never regretted being a bell bondsman. What was I, the class like? My class, I, I didn't take the accelerated class. I went to Miami-Dade yeah. College I for like six mine. months. I did mine okay. with Sal well. Rivas, yeah. Yeah, man, the great oh, teacher. I did mine with a prosecutor. I don't remember his name. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. They it's, teach you a lot about the judicial bondsman, system? It's really about helping people, man. I don't care about the judicial system. Okay. You help people. They do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And if they don't, then you go deal with that. Yeah. It's a service yeah. to the community. It's a service yeah, to the community, yeah, what sure. we do. I mean, we, we have nothing to do with yeah. the courts, with right. none of that. We, All we, we do is help people. We, yeah. we get information that nobody else can get them because we're 
like you're saying, you know, we, we, we see the anguish, the tears, the blood, everything, and we make determination, human determination, right. not a machine or how many arrests, how many non-arrests, how many this, how many that. You got to go with your guts. Yeah. And exactly. we want to help people. Yeah. That's all we do. We right. help people. Exactly. That's it. Because they don't have that money in the closet. How'd you get into this business, Emilio? I, I was going to be originally, uh, in the 70s, I wanted to be a police officer. So I, I was going to join Metro, took the civil service. I got like a high score. Uh, then uh, a, a family member of mine was part of the the 1980 riots. Uh, it was a police officer. The McDuffie riots. Yes, correct. Yeah. And then my family, I mean, they, they would have shot me had I continued. So uh, I wanted to study oh, they law. Were, I, they were afraid for you, you mean? Yeah, yeah, because they saw what was happening. So uh, uh, I, I liked the law, you know, the legal. So I started looking around and some friends. Uh, I said, well, I'm going to study law. I, said, I did some pre-law Miami-Dade and U.M., and then eventually I met some people and I said, you know, what the hell? You know, a lawyer, I already have been out of school. I've been working. I don't want to go through all this hassle. And, and, and I like the thing about the police officers because I have police officers in my family. Mm -hmm. So I decided to become a, uh, a bail bondsman. And, uh, kind of right in the middle right there, in the right? Middle of, yeah. So you're in the, in the thick of things because we are in a position to find out things that neither the, the police the prosecution or anybody else can know about the people that that need a defense or need to to you know under the constitution be proven guilty before they have to do time so we're i believe an integral part that cannot be replaced by any computer or any program or any bracelet it just doesn't happen it can't right yeah no i mean it's, it's definitely an interesting part of the whole process yes what's the highest uh ali what's the highest amount of bail you've ever had to post and what's the lowest amount a dollar's the lowest one dollar <laughs> what is even the I, point of that i agree what is the point of that but you know sometimes you want to, to service the client um no so i take out a dollar from my pocket and i drop it off in the jail when my agents show up with a power that they used on a dollar i want to strangle them we have, we have to charge a hundred dollars yeah. minimum by law for each power that we execute each charge and when you power. say each power what does that each bond each it's bond. a check, it's it's a check. check. okay basically. a check you guys issue to the court yeah okay for a dollar one dollar make a hundred dollars uh-huh she knows i'm joking but she knows i'm trying to throw it the highest has been seven fifty, seven hundred and fifty thousand. Seven hundred fifty thousand, and the person showed up. Yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, lucky. <Right. laughs> How about you, Rabbit? Uh, I did uh, five hundred thousand. Half a million dollars. Yeah, that's. What kind of crime? It was federal. Federal. Yeah, I only did him, but it, I had three. I had him, his brother, and his wife. They denied his wife and the brother. They gave him a bond. They denied the other All two. All three had five hundred thousand. Hmm? All three had half a million? Um, wire fraud. Wire fraud. Yeah. Wow. That's a half and a million dollar. And wire. Each. <laughs> uh, did they wire you That's the a money? Yes. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Well, well you I know, did. mine, my, my yeah. million dollar bond. Your million dollar Spain bond, guy. And within yeah. a week, the guy booked. Uh, and oh. uh, thank God. And, you know, that uh, but the uh, you know that we were able to, to bring him back him to Justin. Back. Yeah. yeah. There's no program with it. Cause even but you did get the $100,000. On that million, right? No, it was one. It was one hundred fifty thousand. Was because oh, it was a federal, federal hundred. So you got right. the one hundred fifty k, right? And and so you, you did all right on that deal. How much did it cost you? Yeah, no. To bring don't, say it. Don't, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. It's always no, in the weeds. It, it, it costs. It costs. Yeah. No, no. I know what we paid out. To <laughs> yeah. it, it costs close to four hundred grand to get them back. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. You end up losing more when they miss court oh, than what yeah. you put in oh, your pocket. Oh, yeah. Right. I thought you were there's a, there's a lot of yourself. misconceptions. No. Like, But statistically, statistically, I don't know if you keep stats, but how many of your out of 100 Ten. jump? 10% jump? Oh, a little bit I would less. Say 10%. I mean, it depends. Nowadays, if somebody has a $750,000 bond, it's like saying no bond because there's no money flowing for these people to go and spend $75,000 on posting or, or, bonds. Or the collateral. I got you, right? or the collateral. I, you know, so nowadays, those are like no bonds. Yeah, so it means like you're staying. They can't afford it. Yeah, right. so they won't be able to days, afford that. Right. People you go, they most, most, upside most, down on their mortgages. Right. Most, I, I got to say, conservatively, 90% of every bond I write is not collateralized correctly correctly mean with money property jewelry or houses right, right. these are gut feelings mm -hmm. so when they say that we're getting rich that's bullshit okay right. Very much we're so. taking 90, 90 to me i don't know what you got at least 90 percent. i have just promissory note indemnity we're agreement in the same boat brother and, yeah and, and i don't think anybody boat. in dade we're county in the same is, boat. Uh, has collateral so it's promissory notes for the most, most yeah part. indemnity agreement and and so you're and, getting out on a signature basically yes but but we have something to lose pre-trial doesn't and obviously, the guy skips some pretrial. That's it, gone. The Next community guy. loses, though. The yes, community loses, right? right. But not a, not an individual business person, right? Such as yourselves, right? Who are out there trying to? So we uh, basically want everything to fall upon us, yeah. So we can do a service to, to the community, yeah. Because one of the things that I've heard often, um, and I don't know if you guys are uh, aware of this, is like a lot of times. Uh, some of these young people that are being arrested in, in the projects, they get offered these plea deals so they can go home straight oh. away. And a lot of times people take, take them yeah. because and they don't be want to go to court 10,000 times. Right. And be they don't want to keep um, getting set off. Right. So they just take a plea to end it and not have to go back to court. And then years later when they become young adults that they want to do, a, they want to have a career, they want to have something, they're like, they why can't. did I take that plea? If I they really wasn't guilty. Like, right. How many right. people? Yeah, are, that happens. It seems to be happening a lot. Yeah, that's how, something that. How many people? I know for a fact people have been forced in federal court to make a plea, even though they were almost innocent, and they could have, with a good lawyer, have. But to say who has a hundred grand, thirty right. grand, fifty grand, mm -hmm. and they say, "Well, what the hell? I'll, I'll do a year, and then I'll be on probation forever," as opposed to doing ten years or possibly doing fifteen years. Right. So they don't take a chance. You know what else bothers me? I want to bring this up because I know you and Ali. I know you both. Uh, experienced this before nebbias oh how come what is that to justify the, the how come guns. a defendant can go to a lawyer and pay him 50 grand cash and it's not questioned but when they come and have to get out of jail and pay a bond <laughs> the lawyers are not gonna like him man we get <laughs> Okay, so wait, they get, have to qualify the get, money that they give you, but not that they give to a lawyer? When they get hit with a nebia, correct. A nebia. It's not the money that they give nebia? us. It's, it's the it, money that it, they're using it, it, to bond, out, bond of out of jail. What is a nebia? Okay, a nebia. What is that? Back in, I think is that an acronym? No, okay. It's back an Italian In right. the 50s or 60s, there was, I think, I don't know if it was a bank robber or something, yeah. where not, nothing had to be justified. So this guy kept getting arrested, putting up the money, skipping. Getting arrested, putting up the money, skipping. One day, he gets arrested again, and... The and the the lawyer tries to get him a bond, and then the judge says, "Wait, wait, wait a minute, you know." And I don't know if the Nebia was the name of the defendant of the judge okay. when this thing started. It was uh -huh. called a Nebia, N-E-B-B-I-A hearing. So there, now they want to say, make sure that if you're going to go out on bond, whoever's paying the premium and the collateral, it's hard-earned it, it's, sweat, it's hard money. money, and that the collateral is not something that a gangster is putting up, willing to lose. 
I see. To get the guy to book, right? Like what these programs do, because the guys so like book and that's the, it. When the, whole, when the whole drug dealer concept came in, and the the, yeah. the, the heavy hitters from Colombia were saying, "Ah, all right, it's a million dollar bail. Go ahead, yeah. pay it. Here's the million dollars." Yeah, Miami yeah. Vice and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't him. actually happen. No, not, no, not anymore. anymore. No, really, I never witnessed it. I don't know if the veteran did. I have seen it, but I didn't witness that error. So let me ask you guys this: What's a good What's a good month for a bail bondsman like to take home? Like about, no. you make, oh, you guys mean make it, it like varies. yeah, profit wise, ten this is, G's, this, fifty dude. G's, hundred oh, yeah, G's. That, this was, that was back in the day. No, really? like this this is feast or famine. This, this is, is I'll, famine. I'll go is. three, four weeks without doing one bond. Yeah. Really? Likewise. And then and then really? and then I'll pop maybe a fifty thousand, a sixty thousand, or a series of five or ten thousands where we're and what's your margin surviving. on that? Twenty percent, thirty percent. We charge ten percent, and then from the ten percent, obviously we have a twenty thirty percent is for you guys. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So so it and, is and, feast and family, huh? exp- Yeah, and all, all our expenses, the agents, because you know, I hardly ever go to write up. I have to pay an agent. Pay sure. somebody go execute. Yeah. The really. light, the rent. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. It's all those expenses. Agents. Yeah. It is so. Hours. It is so over overly. Uh, well, we're I, think still it's, I think people see the movies and the TV yeah. shows, and it's a different thing than the real life. It, it used I mean, to the be public like assumes, "Oh, I'm giving them ten thousand dollars; they're making money, right? Because they gave that amount we're, of money, you, but they don't know the." You breakdown. said that like a real Miami girl. Uh, I love it. When, when you got into money. business, we used to go to write a bond into the main Miami Dade County Jail. ICD. They would actually let us in the in the jail. They right. would bring down the defendant. Okay, we would now? have the, the the bonds. They would sign it. And we walk up with the defendant, but these people not knowing, I just posted a hundred thousand dollar bond, right? And what you said before, mm-hmm. oh my God, you just made a hundred thousand dollars. So they don't know, right? Do you understand? Yeah, they see you writing a the check jail. for hundred grand, right? And they think you made that hundred grand, right? Correction and officers, they and they're in the yeah. system. Oh, the correction yeah. officers yeah. got no idea. They're hating on you. Like, they have oh, no wow. idea how they bail bonds no actually idea. works. Even prosecutors don't know. And and not only judges that, don't know. Oh, how many times do you get calls? Everyone's, everyone's getting no, no, thrown no, under the bus. No, 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 I know what he's going to no, say. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Yeah, tell I know once what he's a say. month at least, I'll have one Go defendant pick up your money. come in, and you say, "Hey, look, uh, you bonded me out a ten thousand dollar bond a year ago. The judge told me to come get my money back. I'm not guilty. No, no, no. <laughs> whatever. No, the bond is the case is over. Listen to this. Right, right, right. I opened the file. Okay, I was thinking that he gave me the ten grand. For collateral, right? right? And the thousand premium. So I look, wait, wait a minute, you just signed papers to guarantee you didn't put up any collateral. No, but the judge said to get my money back. And then they'll be like, I'm going to sue yeah, you. Yeah, he don't know. Because the judge said it. And did it, did it, did it. Yeah. They, they no, don't. Nobody follows yeah, yeah, through. Yeah, the, yeah, but this is, they can if they want to. They're going to waste no, their no, money. No, no, no. What, what it is, they, deep down they know, but they turn and say, well, maybe the judge, is, he's like God. Right. Maybe he in knows. In their world and in maybe, that moment. And yeah. maybe this guy's trying to screw me. Maybe if I come in, I might lock out and, and win the lotto and get that money back. Yeah, amazing. Well, listen, you guys are... You guys are amazing, incredible information. Uh, you definitely are a, a benefit to our community, and we're happy that you guys are out there helping people. Uh, one of the things we like to do when we wrap the show up is we like to ask a music question. So um, today's music question is going to be, uh, what artist or music were you listening to the first time you went to post your first bond? Do oh you remember? I No way, I don't remember. Come on. Um, it was 1998, so I'm going to say back then, 
Snoop Doggy Dogg Snoop was Dogg. like, what? All right. Snoop, Snoop was, there it is. Snoop was the man. To, to who, who were you listening yeah. to the first time you went to, to, to pay, Ooh, post your first dang. bond for Ooh. somebody? Dang. Say it again. One of my favorites since I was a kid. Uh, 15 years old and it's gonna be it's not unusual to be oh, loved by Jones. you alright look out <laughs> good stuff but you guys have been fantastic for the team here at Felony Miami I'm Joe Stone we'll see you next time thank you thank you bye well it's early in the morning well it's early in the morning